Hi everyone, I'm your host, Ilion. This is my co-host, The Boyks. We're doing Rough Cuts, our podcast about good boys and bad movies. And I wanted to take a brief moment, while Boyks isn't here, to mention that despite the fact that I tend to take the lead on these starts, Boyks gets to pick the fucking movies. So we did uh, Space Buddies this week. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I just got here. Uh, please untie me. Hey, uh... I did not force anyone <laughs> to watch Space Buddy. Legally speaking, that was not a thing I did. But if I did... Nobody could prove it. Nobody could prove it. Welcome to Rough Cuts. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. In the history of space exploration... A daring story is about to be told of five extraordinary heroes on a courageous rescue mission. A story where heroes are found in the most unlikely places. T-minus three minutes to launch. Five, four, three, two, one, and blast off. name's Spodnik. Can I hitch a ride home with you guys? For shizzle, dog. This is my last chance to go home to my boy Sasha. Space Buddies, an all-new movie, coming soon to Disney DVD and Blu-ray High Def. Don't pull his balls! My whole life ruined by dogs. Look. Uh. Look. <laughs> Why did you want to... Why did... You were like, okay, it's gotta be Treasure Buddies or Space Buddies. Why did it have to be either? Here's the thing. We need to get through these goddamn Buddies movies, right? Uh, we're, almost, we're almost done. There's like... We are almost done. Two Airbud films, a Santa Paws, and one more Buddies. <laughs> yeah, there's only like six <laughs> or seven more films left in this series. We're most how, all the way through it. How bad could it be? Jesus Christ. You know, the worst thing is, is that I actually think we have watched the majority of them now, but also there's still, like, five movies that we haven't seen, at There's least. too many. But, like, people keep asking me whenever I mention the podcast, oh, have you watched all the Airbud movies? And I'm like, no. No, I nope. haven't. No, How many episodes are you? Almost 150. Why haven't you watched all the Airbud movies? Because it'd be half of our goddamn episodes. That's be why. Because if we watch all the Airbud movies, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could look at myself in the mirror <laughs> And and like what I see. I don't think I could. And yet here we are. I feel like <laughs> I lose a little piece of myself every time. <laughs> the the only reason we chose Space Buddies over Treasure Buddies is because it was eight minutes shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would be it was over a good quicker. reason. It would be over it quicker. Was a, it was a fantastic reason. <laughs> All right, here I I have well, the I have the back of the box. Let me, sure. Let me let me read that. Let's get an idea of what we're okay. in for. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disney's irresistible talking puppies already alive. Uh huh. Are, are back yes. in an all new movie that takes them where nobody has gone before. That's mm. right. Mm -hmm. An awards ceremony. Oh, the moon. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. 
<laughs> with the help of some stellar new friends. <laughs> this out-of-world adventure is one small step for dog, one giant leap for dog kind. Uh-huh. So moving at warp speed, dodging asteroids and more, the buddies and their two new friends, Spudnik and Gravity, must summon their courage and ingenuity, another lie, to launch plans oh, for a moon landing and a rocketing trip back home. Will they have the right stuff? Overflowing with intergalactic action and heart. Space Buddies is an amazing tale of teamwork and loyalty that celebrates the journey of life and the friendships God, I... made along the way. Oh my god. I just... That celebrates loyalty. 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 Uh-huh. You know, like so... when they murdered that Russian cosmonaut. Also, I do want to say one thing about this movie as like a a thing because we've talked about the buddies before a fair bit and i i just want to say it was really nice in this one that i felt like this buddies movies was a lot more this one was a lot more diverse normally the racism is just between buddha and (laughs) Uh b-dog but this one is also racist to mexican people it's also racist to russians it's racist against ferrets for some reason. Yeah. And somehow even the English. So, I mean, like, really, I... Everyone. Very, They're trying to get yeah. everybody in there, yeah. Everybody. Oh, involved. oh. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's called Buddies. I get it. Yeah, because... Because yeah. the racism. Because racist. <laughs> <laughs> They're called Buddies because of the racism. Yo, dog, I was born ready. So this is the third Buddies <laughs> movie. And the eighth movie in the Airbud Cinematic Universe. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> or ninth? I guess Santa Paws I came before it's... this. Yeah, I was going to say Santa Paws is the bridge, isn't it? Yeah, because it goes Airbud movies one through five, five. or something. Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, which we will never watch. Santa Paws. Oh, does Santa Paws come after Snow Buddies? Is that how it goes? And then this movie. I'm pretty sure. I don't... I thought that this one was the same year... One of them is the same year as the other. There's two that got released in 2009. They started shitting these out so goddamn fast. It was something like that. Something like that. But this is still, like, in the early days of the Buddies franchise. Santa Paws is after this, It is after. Okay. Yeah. So, as we saw in Air Buddies, a lot of that movie is a lot of nothing. It's just, like preschool kids television where they try to put like a moral message and everybody has like a goofy thing but nobody does anything and they just kind of wander around this is still mm-hmm. that era before before the spooky buddies turn <laughs> before they realized wait we could make this movie a movie we could and good. we could make it good wait a minute wait what <laughs> if we did it but good but but gooder what if we did a gooder one and this movie still follows that same problem of just dogs wandering around as nothing happens, and then they stumble into a thing, but none of, none of it is plot, really. Well, okay, yeah, but also no, this one's weird, because there's too much plot and too many characters. 
while also feeling like nothing is ever happening. Yes. Yes. I don't know how they managed it because they both have, they have so much plot. They cannot literally tell the one villain's actual reason for being a villain. They just forget about it. They don't know how to jam it in because there's just too much movie. But also, half of it is them just, like, sitting in space in a long shot. And then it goes, wow. Wow. Space. Hey, do you remember, <laughs> do, you know, do you know things about space, man? Yeah. Because there are there are multiple converging plot lines that they spend like thirty minutes between them. Where what I mean is like there'll be like a thirty minute break. Like they had the kids, yeah, and the kids find out their dogs are missing, and that's when the dogs are going to space. (laughs) And as the kids are finding that their dogs are missing. It just kind of cuts away from them. They're all like, oh my god, is your dog missing too? Yeah, mine's missing too. Wow, all of our dogs are missing. And then we forget about it for 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden there's this scene of all the kids going, I think those are our dogs in space. And you go, oh right, there's fucking kids in this that have these dogs. Wait, that was part of this. Because like it'll just randomly have that come up. And at the same time, like they have a whole villain arc in space with an evil Russian cosmonaut, but... He's not actually evil, but maybe he is. And then there's evil scientist man who has literally no motivation other than he's evil. Well, okay, so the cosmonaut's evil because he's Russian. And as we all know, the Americans and Russian space, like, astronauts and cosmonauts have a terrible relationship. And there's no such thing as the International Space Station. No, God, no. Yeah, And and we would never share secrets or help with space exploration to any dirty russians well as you can see from russia it's filled with peasants and thatched cottages and Mm -hmm. tanks and tanks yeah (laughs) yeah that's the russia i know we get like four shots of russia and it is three shots of a child in a like thatched peasant cottage from the 1600s who's desperately begging for his dog to come home from the 60s <laughs> expedition that it took to space. And then the other shot is Yuri landing, the bad cosmonaut landing in Russia and, like, tanks coming up to him because evil Russia. <laughs> well, what do Russians do? They, uh, hmm. Farm and make tanks. They farm, make tanks, and they do, like, Russian... Co- oh, the dance. Yeah. Yes, they do the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 just like yeah. Zangief. Mm-hmm. Just like Zangief. Yeah, exactly. Let's get jiggle with it. Um. You know what? I'll, I'll let him have that one. Yeah, I'm not sure he's flying with a full jetpack. <laughs> That's crazy. Diedrich Bader is Zangief. Can we get... Wait, I that would, would like actually to be recast good. the Street Fighter movie. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be good. So, the other thing they do is they shoot dogs into space, which always come back. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, why they mm-hmm. build statues to them. <laughs> to remember them up in space so you don't forget they're there. Yeah, it's like a, tying a string on your finger to remember to pick up milk. It's like, whoa, wait. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> right, the dog's still in space. We should probably get that dog back. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> so yeah, the movie. I guess it starts with Laika in space, named Sputnik. Yes. This time. Sputnik. It's not Laika. No, definitely not Laika. We don't want kids to know about Laika. Yeah, they don't want to tell you about Laika. It's a conspiracy. You see, Laika still lives up in space, which is actually mm-hmm. a film studio in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you. Oh to yeah. Know. The- yeah, the Russians rented it from the Americans. They did yeah. it first. Yeah. As we all know, conspiracy theories are real, which is another thing I learned from this movie. <laughs> I, I want to get into that when we get around to that point, because oh my god. <laughs> and and of the buddies, the most racist of all the buddies, Buddha, has a child mm. who wants... I'd like to raise you B-Dog. B-Dog's pretty bad. B-Dog's pretty bad. <laughs> B-Dog's pretty bad. For shizzle, B-Dog's pretty bad. I'm surprised B-Dog never got better. As the series. <laughs> it, it seems like he just was always that bad. And Yeah. Man. For shizzle, dog. No, they ran out of ideas from him from day one. <laughs> they had no idea what to do with him immediately. But Buddha's boy wishes he could touch the moon. And... And Buddha decides sure. to grant that wish, because uh, he's Buddhist, I guess. Namaste. Which is they uh, say namaste a lot. He's that's... a magic dog or something. I don't. Namaste. That's what that's what Buddha does, right? Namaste. That that's the only thing they know about Buddhism. Buddha's like, like a white woman who's really into yoga. Mm-hmm. Like somebody they let her write the character. Or something. Yeah, there's a lot of ohms and Buddha's very wise jokes. Yeah. That's, yeah. In life, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. Uh, and B-Dog, of course, scratches records by turning a volume knob on a boombox and then break dances. He does do a very cool break dance. I did like when they got the little puppy to do the break dancing. Yeah, but he was breakdancing with the whitest kid you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Who, who did oh, nothing man. but quote Snoop Dogg constantly. If that kid walked outside, he'd burst into flame. <laughs> God. A- anyways, uh, the dogs all meet up, and the kids are going on a field trip to watch a space launch for Vision Enterprises, which is definitely uh-huh. not Virgin Galactic. <laughs> Definitely not. It's a private company that's going to take people to space and is doing their first moon launch. They're going to do a unmanned moon launch, which they don't say is unmanned. No. But evil, evil scientist man refuels the ship, but maybe he doesn't fully refuel the ship because he wants to wreck it. Just Why like does Ralph. he want to wreck it? Just like Ralph. Yeah, because he's Ralph. That's his name. His Wreck-It name's Ralph. Ralph Scientist. Mm-hmm. Ralph Finkel. Yeah. God. Oh, right, yeah, he's Dr. Finkel. <laughs> um, but he, there's no motivation ever stated for this. He just starts sabotaging the mission, and it's he's got a assistant that he's belittling because they're making it seem like he's kind of like this big shot. But then they give no reason as to why he's a big shot, or if he has, like, a competing project or a different company. It seems like they're all employed at the same place, so I don't... The more I think about it, the more I think he's just Dr. Robotnik from that newer Sonic movie. With the assistant and the coffee jokes always, like, 
He's like yeah. a bad version of Robotnik. Yeah. With even he's... less motivation. Jim Carrey watched through all of the Air Buddies movies <laughs> for inspiration before he played in Sonic. Yeah, but okay, so he's hacking the the terminal. Hacking. The hacking. The terminal. And and he's hacking it by using a USB thumbstick that he plugs uh-huh. in, which is not a keylogger. Uh it just gives him access to the terminal, even though he probably has a password anyways, because he works there and he's part of the team. You think? But he has yeah. to hack it, I guess. Well, otherwise people would know that it was him that did it. If he uses his USB yeah. stick of magic, then it doesn't work that way. I, I guess, guess. I guess. But when So the teacher uh, pulls up in the school bus with all the kids, gets out, tells the kids they're there, and then they all stampede her to death. Mm-hmm. And we never see her again. This is accurate, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the Correct. first that's the first kill in this movie. There's going to be more. Don't worry. This has a body count. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Why did this happen? Cuz kids are shitty and they know it. <laughs> so as the kids are are exploring the I don't know, mission control, I guess. Uh, and Finkel was calling them horrible, germ-ridden, terrible monsters the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is not what was on his sheet. That, that wasn't in the script. That's just the actor. They, they shot yeah, that. That was a hot them. mic. That was a hot mic is what that was, yeah. It makes as much sense. He's not actually cast as a villain. <laughs> he just keeps accidentally having hot mic incidents, and that's why they don't have any background on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... One of the kids walks onto a circle on the floor, which biometric scans him. Uh huh. <laughs> without his permission, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Correct. Yeah, and gives him a custom fitted spacesuit. Cool. <laughs> so then he steals it, and the scientist man is like, "All right, we're just going straight to thieving, huh, kids? Fine, fuck it, whatever. Steal from the company. I don't give a shit. I hate that. I hate it here." <laughs> and then all the dogs jump on the circle and also get scanned, and then stow away on the spaceship. Which yeah, so this part I love because the spaceship's empty. For some they reason, gonna... it's empty. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They're they're like we're gonna do a a flight to the moon and back. But our ship's going to be empty. You know, the the whole thing where we're trying to make it so that people can go to space and come back for money. Yeah, we're going to do that. Except we're not going to send anybody. Why? Well, because we want to see. Well, they, I don't know. We just want to do it. <laughs> they did say somebody in Mission Control was the pilot, which I assumed meant she was going to be on the ship. Yes. But no, she has Google Glass instead and is going to control it from the control room wirelessly. That's like trying to control a sub with a Logitech controller. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Who would do that? Yeah, that's very silly. What the fuck are you Nobody, doing? <laughs> definitely you wouldn't do it with a wireless like, controller like, for sure. Like, what would happen if you lost signal to mission control midway and you had to rely on a Logitech controller to navigate your sub? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm starting, starting to... <laughs> The gears are turning. Wait a second. 
starting to get what they're putting down here. You know, I think they should go ahead with this. Make sure that it's expensive people that can pay for it. Mm -hmm. Hey, what if they sent, like, somebody who owns a space Mm. company up on a ship like this uh, and told them it was, you know, for the glory of mankind. Don't worry, it's very Mm -hmm. safe. safe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Billionaires. I'm starting to think this, you know, these space buddies might have a really good idea. Huh. Well, they don't because they don't kill the dogs. They try. As much as they might try. They try multiple times to kill these dogs. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, yeah, they get on the empty ship. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with an empty ship. And they launch it. There's a lot of things that are in this because it's convenient to have the dogs go like, to space. The dogs wander on, passing multiple groups of people that are getting yes. the ship ready. And nobody mm-hmm. says anything. Nope. <laughs> nobody and there are Like, there's things like there are exactly six seats in the spaceship. And there's five dogs. And then they get a sixth dog. They, they will they need a sixth dog. Cosmonaut yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah. You never know. But, like, there's so many plot contrivance. These things just happen because... It works. This is the thing that we need, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Why is the spaceship empty? Well, we needed the dogs to get on it. Why does it have six seats? Well, we needed there to be six seats for six dogs. So they did do a setup and payoff though for later, because when they got in the spacesuits, Butterball, Butterball, farts in his suit and inflates it. And I had to make a very important point that anybody listening to this podcast does not Google. Airbud fart inflation. You will not find I mean, what you're... you think you're looking for. Yeah, no. If you want to do a good search on that, you definitely need to use a Bing. That's a Bing, not a Google. You'll just get screenshots from this movie, and that's not helpful. So no, no, no. If you do it with Bing, though, then you'll get some good shit. <laughs> this is one of multiple fart inflation scenes in this movie. Uh, man, this has to be the fetish insert, right? Like, it has to be. So then they go out to space, and they realize while they're there that the guys sabotaged it, and they don't have enough fuel. So they, this part is the one that I really wanted to talk about. They have a set of scenes that goes like this. They go... Oh my god, there's a main scientist man who has a ferret, by the way. Mm -hmm. Who's not the bad scientist man, he's the good scientist man. And they go, oh, good scientist man, we have a major problem, there's not enough fuel. And he goes, oh my god, alright, we need all of you to work round the clock to find a solution. End scene. Next scene starts. Sir, it took us a very long time, but we've found a solution. No tension. Just, just, we're done. <laughs> this is literally the next scene. We found a... I looked everywhere, which meant that I looked everywhere, including conspiracy websites, and I found that there is still a Russian space station that's orbiting the Earth that just went invisible. Oh, okay. And we've contacted it. Here's the man. Oh, okay. Immediately Russian cosmonaut on screen. And, uh... Can you help us refueling? Yes, certainly. I'll do it right now. And then they're refueling. Okay, we think that we can refuel at the old Russian Research Space Station. Oh well, my like God. Space Station yeah, I gotta bring like a... Years ago. 
Well, yeah, but you said to check everything, so I checked everything, including the conspiracy websites, which said the station. Oh my God! The reason that no one has been able to find the space station is because it's not in its original position. Should we pay you? Oh no, no, I'm good. I don't need payment for this. Just forget that I exist. I like yeah. being out here in space in my conspiracy mobile. But they go from... That is a series of three scenes where they introduce a problem, get the mm -hmm. solution, and then solve it in all of what? Like 35 seconds? 35. Yeah, it's very short. And this is why I'm saying that there is too much plot while also nothing happens. Because that's a lot of plot. And a lot of things happen, but all of it happens off screen and there's no tension to any of it. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's oh, not... look. Oh, no. They're all going to die. They don't have enough fuel. Anyways, here's a conspiracy station. We've solved it. Done. <laughs> like, it's not a movie is the problem. <laughs> no. Things just happen and then they're resolved immediately. And then next thing happens and it's resolved immediately. Yeah. Yep. Go. Yeah. Just instantly. There we go. <laughs> Done. The space buddies wander on to the, the Russian, you know, space Invisible station. conspiracy station, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and... That's at least very funny. That's at that's least really funny. good. But then... <laughs> They meet up with Spudnik, who they think is an alien, but he's just Russian. Mm, which might as well be an alien. And, and then Yuri finds them with Spudnik, and he's like, wow, the Americans did compensate me, even though I told them they didn't have to. Like, I don't want a gift for my birthday. Don't get me anything. <laughs> but they did anyway. And it's, it's five new puppies, and he does a happy dance, and that is exactly what I would do with five new puppies. Yeah. I would also do that. Yeah, yeah if I saw six dogs, correct. six puppies, this is correct. Okay, yeah, this is... Can you believe it's more Finally, a believable character. Have given us a surprise gift. Five fluffy puppies to keep us company here in space. Oh, yep. Correct. So, so he does the logical thing, and locks them in a room as prisoners. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do with dogs. <laughs> Just freaking. Why? <laughs> Why does he do this? Well, because he's seen into the future and he knows the buddies are going to blow his fucking space station up trying to incinerate him in the dark void of space. They do, actually. That's what's fucked up. They do. <laughs> the the so, fucked up thing is that is accurate, yes. So we were joking. We're like, oh, they're just uh -huh. going to blow up the fucking station to kill him. No. <laughs> That's what they do. And then they do. <laughs> and then I just do it. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Why? Uh. <laughs> they, they, they don't just, like, damage the station and leave them stranded. They blow up the whole fucking thing. Yeah, no, they, they destroy it. They literally light it on fire and explode the whole yeah. station. What? Why? They light on they light the fuel pump on fire and then pull out while it's still refueling their ship so that it 
blows up the whole station. Evac emergency evacuation measures. <sighs> uh huh. Let's detach from the station now. Copy that. Oh, wow, they're just gonna kill Yuri, huh? Oh yeah. Just, just gonna murder him? Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh my god! Okay, I thought that was a joke, but no, they're just gonna murder this man. Oh my god. Uh... Oh my god! Uh... And he has to, like, run and jump through a bunch of glass doors to get to a safety pod. Yep. And th they, they just went for murder immediately. They did like an alien ending where they try to blow up the ship, but then the Russians still in the escape pod with them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. He does come back for revenge later. Yuri's, Yuri's revenge does happen. It, it would have been funnier if he was in their ship hiding than if he was in, yes. in like a, an escape pod. But they would have had to pay Diedrich Bader Diedrich Bader to show up, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it would have been funny if he was just, like, hiding. And that would have gave actual tension. They're on the moon, and then Diedrich Bader comes out in, like, a cosmonaut costume. Like, I'm on the moon with dogs. <laughs> right? Like, like, something. Well, then it would have actually had a consistent villain throughout the arc, where there's, like, a bad spaceman who's trying to, like, kidnap the dogs and keep them in space. That would have actually been... I don't know, a bit of plot intention yeah. rather than well, random obstacles. I got the feeling he was holding Spudnik there against his will because Spudnik wanted to leave, but Yuri wouldn't. Yuri, yeah. So, yeah, Yuri was like, we're going to go to space forever. We live forever in space. But Spudnik does like the Russian version of roofing him, though, with with dance music. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he does. To try and get him to fall asleep so he can escape without him. Yeah, right? before like, they blow him up, he basically drugs him with Russian dancing music. Yes. Yeah, with Cossack dances. Yep. Yeah, great. He tires him out and he goes, oh, I get very sleepy after dance. And then he puts on like uh, tiny a dancer, little tiny yeah. dancer. Yeah. yeah. It was like... And rocks him to sleep. <laughs> it was a music box of tiny dancer. <laughs> what even... But yeah, they, they blow up the station. Completely gone. Just explode it. Into multiple large explosions. Yeah, they they fuck up that space station real good. And they're on their way to the moon. No more Yuri. Don't worry about it. He's gone. And at the same time, the Americans in the command center still don't know there are dogs on board. No, they have no idea. They just think there was a crazy Russian cosmonaut who blew up his own station for no reason as their empty spaceship left. And kept on screaming about how there's dogs everywhere. Yeah, weird. Ah, those Russians. He's got the space madness. Well, to be fair, I also forgot about B-Dog until this movie started, so, like... They're basically invisible once they're out of sight, you know? My, my brain yeah. just tries to erase that shit immediately. 
I always keep on... You're right, because that is actually what happened to me, too. I thought there was only four of them, and when we said <laughs> they're racist, I'm like, oh, right, there's the Buddha dog. Yeah, I remember Buddha. And I totally forgot about B-Dog until he showed up again, and I was like, oh... Oh, also this way more racist thing, too. Yeah, dude, this is off the chain for shizzle. Pshaw, you didn't scare me. For shizzle, dog. <laughs> and then they go to the moon. Instead which of is a giant leap backwards for dog kind. Yeah. Well, they go to the moon, but they have problems landing, right? So they go into a death spiral. Oh, right. But they don't die. That's the worst part. Well, you also say this as if it matters. It's They go into a death spiral, and then the other dog just puts on Google Glass and takes over and goes, here we go. All right, we're back. We're safe. There we go. We land fine. Yeah. No problems. Well, while they're on the moon bouncing around, they do stop by the whaler ride. We're mm-hmm. whalers on the, on the moon. We carry, we carry a harpoon. For there are no whales, so we tell tall tales and sing our whaling tune. And it's great, and they just keep doing it. They go back yeah, on the ride yeah, over and good. over again. Yeah. We're whalers on the moon. We carry a harpoon. There are no whales, so we tell tall tales and sing our whaling tune. It's really a lot of fun on the moon. <laughs> they have a terrible CG sequence of oh these dogs God. floating floating in space that they use about a dozen times. And they just keep recycling the same footage. It's an 09 movie, but it's using graphics from like 2002, 98 maybe, somewhere around there. It's old. Yeah, way, it looks real way more bad. Like late 90s. Real bad. And all the all the buddies use the same model with no distinction between them. At 10 frames a second. <laughs> yeah. God. And the scientists back at home have a drone footage shot of all of the buddies getting out of the ship. Mm-hmm. How did they do that? I don't know. But they go, oh my god, it's aliens that stowed away on our ship. Everyone in this movie is a fucking moron, it's aliens. by the way. Well... One person does speak up. Aliens wearing Vision Enterprises astronaut suits? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it takes them a good, like, minute and a half to figure that out, though. They're they're very stupid. <laughs> yes. So then they realize there's dogs, and then the bad scientist man goes, Aha! I can take down this company by letting everyone know that we're killing dogs! We'll kill. We're killing dogs, and this whole company is gonna crumble when the press hears about this. And then the press. Why do you want to kill dogs again? Yeah, but then the press hears about uh. it, and all it does is bring the entire world together. You know, the Queen, Mexico. Oh my God, <laughs> the shots of. Uh, yeah, we didn't have quite enough racism yet, so let's let's cut to that uh, peasant cottage in in Russia. Uh, you know, like how Russia is. And yeah. then we'll cut down to Chihuahuas in Mexico wearing sombreros, wearing sombreros yeah, yeah, yeah. and and drinking tequilas on a beach. Jesus Christ. Well, it, it's weird that they got the queen after the Peppa Pig game because I thought she slipped on a puddle and died. They put so many messages in that game about in memory, you know, and I don't know how she got here. That's because we're in hell, boys. It's because everyone in this movie is already dead. 
That's the real twist. If this movie had Peppa Pig in it, more people would have died. But instead, we only got the teacher. God. <laughs> but, yeah, they do all, all of the different countries getting together with, you know, racism for all the different areas of the world. This movie really brought everybody together in in their racist hatred of everyone else. Yeah. It's about friendship. Scientist man is going to take down this company by killing these dogs. Why does he want to take down the company? Well, he wants to kill the dogs. So, okay, anyway, <laughs> let's make but, sure we kill But them. he wanted to kill the dogs before he knew the dogs were on the ship. You just, yeah, that's what, hmm. I mean, I wanted to kill these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> From the Moby You know, I'm starting to come around to scientist man. Maybe he's right. I think Finkel... Doesn't stinkle. <laughs> Wait, did we write that in the script? Is that going in? That one's pretty good. We should write that in. They do, they do put that in. Oh, the they script. do. They did write that in. Oh God. Bye, Doctor Stinkle. Anyways, uh, the kids show up after hearing about their dogs being in space on the news, mm-hmm. and and they tell. Wait, the... do you remember that there were kids to these dogs? <laughs> right, the movie did. The movie suddenly remembered. I forgot until they came yeah. back. Yeah, but so the kids are all here and like, those are our individual dogs that looked like us and have the same one trait that all of us have. Like, being filthy and liking sports and being racist and uh, a girl. (laughs) That's our, that's the one trait that that character has. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have all of the different, you know, areas. You have sports, racism. Racism. Other racism. <laughs> <laughs> and girl. And girl. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The five also, elements. And also dirty. Great. Uh, so all the kids show up and they're like, we're here to yell at the CEO of your space company because they're going to murder our dogs in space. Get the hell out of your kids, but we'll tell the press then. I mean, technically the press already knows, but okay, I don't want you talking to the press, so get in here and we'll kill you in a small room where no one can see. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We already killed that astronaut to hide that conspiracy. Let's, what's another five kids? <laughs> we're already blowing up space stations, like, we're, we're already kind of up into our necks as much as we can be. There's no line we can't cross. <laughs> I guess. So after the kids show up, uh, and they get the unexpected reaction of, "Oh yeah, we're here to kill your dogs. Don't worry. Here, I'll show you where all the controls are. Let's let's watch." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids are like, "Hell yeah, fine." Oh man, I I think these dogs will probably not make it back to Earth. What should we do with their uh, the kids that own these dogs? We should show them as their dogs get snuffed out one at a time. But but the kids love that idea. That's the thing. Oh yeah, they're super into it. They're yeah. really into that idea. Let's watch the snuff film of all your dogs not making it back and, to Earth. And then Finkel's like, well, we can't just let the dogs suffocate and, you know, die of dehydration and a lack of nutrition. I'm gonna change the course of this meteor shower so we can watch the impact and it'll be way cooler. <laughs> the explosion will be fantastic. Hey kids, you ever seen fireworks? You ever play, like at times ten. You ever play Star Fox? Uh, see this. <laughs> Great. I, I still don't understand what he's fucking doing. Why does he care? I don't get it. 
<laughs> but I'm on his He's side. Just... I'm on his yeah, side. he wants to kill those dogs. I don't know why, but I agree. <laughs> so in the meteor shower, they miss all the meteors because it has a automatic avoid meteor system. Again, this is... They keep raising up all of these plot points, but yet nothing happens from any of them. Oh, look, we're going to get hit by meteors. How will we solve it? Oh, don't worry. We've got an evasive thing. Yeah, you don't... And then 10 seconds later, it just evades automatically and they're fine. Except for the one really big one, which is coming right for them, aiming directly for the ship. And it's larger than the ship. And as it runs in, oh, it grazed them. It did, did nothing... Not very me. gently taps them and hits out their data communication thing but not their audio communication thing that's not data so that's not so data. the fair the ferret gravity can tell them that their data communications down and they need to spacewalk and fix it so then they do that I, I'm noticing some inconsistencies with gravity uh, uh -huh. The ferret, I need to point out. The, the ferret, not not, <laughs> not not Newtonian physics. Not the special effects of this film, which also has inconsistencies. Um, <laughs> throughout half of the film, gravity doesn't talk. Gravity is just a ferret that lives in this man's sh like uh, shirt sleeve and pocket. Yeah. And which, pocket. But it yeah. climbs in through the shirt sleeve and ends up in the pocket. So there's a hole in the shirt that the ferret climbs into i guess yeah i'm guessing he made a special ferret tunnel to the a pocket. ferret tunnel but what i'm getting at is gravity doesn't talk for like three quarters no. of the film and then just suddenly gravity can talk well the, when I mean, the plot needs it only able to talk to the other dogs and it hasn't talked to any other animals before this so also I, I would lay, raise you one other very important plot point about this uh, that means why they can't have gravity talk a whole lot. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Animation budget, or...? Amy Sedaris is really expensive. Mm, that would make sense. Yeah, see. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so the ferret doesn't talk through half of the movie. It just randomly starts talking to them as it accidentally steps on a button. Yep. Uh, and then suddenly that's a character now i guess yeah they needed a new character for the last 15 minutes they could bring the dogs home i i guess it's because the dogs can't talk to humans until later movies when they can talk to humans i don't know if they ever do in am i thinking of, of the offshoot of the airbud cinematic universe pup star is that what i think you might be thinking of pup star so i in pup star they talk so, so but in, only they talk in the buddies in the buddies universe they don't have biscuits that genetically modify certain animals correct based yeah on... no, they do not have the einstein biscuits <laughs> they don't from... have einstein biscuits which are only given out if you're at a high enough class to, to be dog, given it yeah and if you're mm -hmm. a lower class dog you have to remain a, a unsentient mm. being I guess. Like Correct. That. Yeah, they you don't <laughs> uplift certain dogs. But then how do the buddies talk? I don't... I need to scientifically know. They only talk to each other. Don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. But they can hear it's the all ferret. Very they all have the same language. And it's English. <laughs> well, B-Dog... I don't know about B-Dog. B-Dog doesn't speak English, but... Oh, my God. B-Dog speaks racist. Um... <laughs> Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. 
<laughs> the meteor, so the meteor, the meteor takes shower. out their stuff, yes. <laughs> and they go on a spacewalk and fix it. Which consists of Butterball farting his way over because he's got enough propulsion. Just because he inflates That's his, the one joke. He inflates his fart inflation suit again. That's that's the that's the payoff from earlier. It's the one thing they'd set up. <laughs> Uh-huh. He's very good at farting. Yeah, he farts, inflates his suit multiple times. It's great. I love it. And and he also needs to use his leg that he uses for pissing to navigate to the side. That's important, yes. too. They, they had to point out multiple times, use the left leg to piss. That means when you use the left leg, you go right. Yeah. Yeah, they explain how to pilot it by, this is the leg that you fart with, this is the leg that you piss with, this is your scratching leg. This is for treats. Yeah. To control your movement, you have four small jets. Move your right hind leg, you go back. Move your left hind leg, you go forward. Wiggle your right front they have paw, so you much left. plot your left front paw, and you go not right. enough plot. You'll be tethered to the ship so you don't Earth, like, off into outer space. Why won't they spend uh, 10 uh, seconds mentioning why the bad guy is We're the bad doomed. guy? What? It's not my fault I'm dyslexic. Just remember, your right back Get somebody leg, else you lift then. take a whizzo. Left back, you use to scratch your tummy. Left front paw, you use to beg for food. Uh-huh. And the right front paw is for snacking. Okay, scratch forward, Wizzo equals backwards. Okay, so that's how you control it. And he goes, oh, I remember pissing. Yeah, I'll, I'll just piss everywhere. I'm imagining like a twister board. <laughs> <laughs> that's like piss, scratch, treat, uh-huh. and bag. Which the more I think about it now, it just sounds like a dominatrix board. They sell those at Spencer's, I think. <laughs> yeah, Twister! Your feet and hands go down, but you gotta stay up. It's wicked hot! Red, red, Bodies moving to the Twister crew. I don't need I don't need to play I don't need to play Pister, please. <laughs> so he but alright, I'm taking over. Butterball fixes the thing on his spacewalk boix is dead and now yuri is coming back at them as a high-speed cruise missile which they can't dodge because uh-huh. i i don't know that they can't dodge him because he's so erratic because he's russian oh, man and then they dodge like nudge yuri so that he doesn't burn to a crisp in the atmosphere I, I guess, guess. I guess. And then they also go into the atmosphere, and all the dogs are safe. Hooray! And Yuri is also safe, because he is best boy from Russia. Yeah. But as they're landing, they also break the sound barrier. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, as they're flying in with with their landing gear down. Like coming, There's a big sonic coming boom. Coming in. Hmm. Yeah, long after they, like, hit the atmosphere and, like, managed to to do re-entry and everything, as they're landing, they break the sound barrier. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how you splatter some dogs, right? Like... That was their goal, so... (laughs) Right? Like... Anyways, they all land, I guess. 
Uh, and we find out that the buddies are racist against ferrets because they didn't know that gravity was a ferret. And uh, I guess we needed to know that. They make some racism comments about, wow, ferrets are too dumb to do that, though. Drayden? Whoa, you're a ferret. Yo, dog, you mean to tell me we had a rodent as our... Yo, dog, I just want to throw in a little bit more racism towards ferrets here at the end of the movie. Which includes minks and skunks. Yeah, Yuri lands, gets caught with a tank uh, as the Russian soldiers come out, guns blazing, and just blast him. Yeah, because you know how those evil Russians are. Meanwhile, back in America... They do the JFK parade floats. They, they JFK assassinate, like, Butterball. I don't... Why are they all in, like, 1960s, like, convertible cars? And everybody... They have this version of America in the Air Buddyverse that is basically just, like, the main street on Disneyland, where it's this time that yeah. never existed of everybody waving american flags at all times it's always a state fair well so the buddyverse exists in a place where people said things were better back then and when they mean back then they mean the 1950s uh with ticker mm-hmm. tape parades and white people everywhere oh yeah Uh, oh shizzle that's the best time in america yeah and and the thing they love most Uh, about the past was when jfk got shot (laughs) so they had to reenact it with the buddies they love that scene oh and they make sure that now the girl dog is in a pink spacesuit because they had a blue one earlier and she goes oh finally my color yeah they they forgot about the misogyny, so they, they had to They had all this racism, but they'd forgotten about that misogyny, so they're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, we gotta jam some of that in there right at the end. And then Sputnik goes back to his 1920s cottage in Russia. 20s? You mean, I'm pretty sure you mean 1820s <laughs> at best. Where all the poor Russians live. Uh, and uh-huh. meets his boy next to his statue they made to commemorate how alive he was. <laughs> It is literally a stone and hay thatched cottage. Like, you can't tell me this is a 1920s cottage. This is Russian peasantry. They're out there, like, farming mud. It's amazing. And while Buddha, while, while they were taking off from the moon, Buddha used the arm of the spacecraft to grab an egg that they could take home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta give him a moon egg so that moon the egg. one kid that wished that he touched the moon... Could have a very moon of his own that he can hatch. Yeah, and then he touches the moon egg and it hatches into a face hugger. And the movie ends. Because he finally right, got to the touch dogs. the moon. Uh, fucking space buddies, man. Fucking space buddies. Yeah, I'm done. We're going to rate the dogs. <laughs> All right, they're, they're... We're not rating any more of the actual buddies, though, because we've rated them many times and I'm done. I feel like we've we've done that. We're we're we, good. We've talked about all the the buddies: Rosebud, Bee Dog, Butterball, Buddha, Mudbud. I wrote them down. Yes, um, we've the, talked about them many times. They're dogs. They suck. Uh, okay. The other the other Bee Dog breaks down real cute at one point. He does that really cute, cool like break dance, break dancing. Yeah, I guess. And then he opened his That's mouth. So cool. 
And then he opened his mouth, and then you went, ooh. Um, okay, so Spudnik. It was like a... I don't know what type of dog. It's a like white dog with a black spot over his eye. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out like what movie. Some kind of a terrier. I can't remember the name of those. But yeah, they're like the very narrow-faced dogs. Yeah. Uh, God, what's that? There's like a classic movie with a bunch of kids and a dog like that. And... Little Rascals. Little Rascals. It's a Spot. Little Rascals he's, dog. Yeah, he's Spot. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Uh, Sputnik would murder his master for not letting him go outside. In cold blood He needed walkies so bad that he was going to blow up a space station and commit a terrorism. Yeah. Uh, he started an international incident between America and Russia um, by blowing up their space station. Uh, and Just then, so he could get walkies. And then defecting to America. Uh, counterpoint, he saved the buddies multiple times from their oh, inevitable God. death. Mm. Counter, counterpoint, he had to do that or he would have also died. Which would have been an honorable death. Mm, that's true, yeah. Yeah, 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 he would have been a hero to uh, a martyr for taking yeah. out these dogs. Finally, I, I can getting these war criminals with all the counterpoints. I think I can only give Sputnik like a ten out of ten. It's an okay dog. Yeah, I guess that I'm with you. Uh, too much back and forth. Couldn't decide on one thing or the other. Yeah, he does save the buddies. So let's yeah. let's rate the other dog in this that does try to constantly kill the buddies. But fails, and let's see if he gets a higher rating. That's right, it's Yuri. Yuri. Can we rate Yuri? Diedrich Bader, a.k.a. Jeff Warlock, everybody. We know him, we love him. I Jeff Warlock's back. He loves dancing. This time he's Russian. Look, look, when Yuri sees five puppies on his space station, what's the first thing he does? He jumps around, wags his tail, and gets mm-hmm. super excited. That's a good dog. And then he has to go for a nappy because he's too excited. And then he go take a nap, yeah. And then when the puppies are trying to leave, he's like, I want to go with you. I want to go, bud. You can't leave. I need to go, too. I also need my walkies. Uh, and then when they decide not to, he's like, well, I'm going to kill those dogs. <laughs> I'm going to kill those fucking dogs. Because he heard, you know? heard B-Dog and Buddha talk. And he's like, all right, no. No, these need, to, these need to leave this world. This kind of feels like a perfect dog, honestly. And then he cuts their brake lines <laughs> and rolls it down a hill. <laughs> Hmm. And it pours bleach in their coffee. Uh, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give Diedrich Bader a good a good boy out of ten. That this this is a good dog. This is like a thirteen out of ten dog right here, yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah, what kind of dog is he anyway? He's like real scruffy. He's got all that hair, so is he like maybe one of those mop dogs? What are those called? Maybe like a mop dog. I think that's his breed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. right. Uh that's they have those in Russia, I'm sure. That's space buddies. This movie is a lot of nothing. It, it's not as bad as Air Buddies. I think that one's way worse. I don't even remember Air Buddies. That's why. I can't remember a single thing that happens in it. So yes, I would have to say that it's worse. Because I cannot remember anything of it. I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, wait, we watched Air Buddies, didn't we? Correct. It, it's the Yeah, because like, I, remember, I remember Super Buddies. Super Buddies is way worse than this, too. But I remember Super Buddies. Air Buddies? I remember Spooky Buddies. I do not remember Air Buddies. Air Buddies still had Air Bud in it. I remember that. 
Huh. It was a rich guy trying to steal the Air Buddies because he was actually trying to steal Air Bud and he accidentally stole the puppies. That was Air Buddies. And you are looking at me like I could literally tell you anything happened. I, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. I'm just staring into space. Try it. There is a goblin in the back of my brain <laughs> desperately like blowing dust off of filing cabinets trying to find what you're talking just about. Digging through layers of trash, throwing them to the side. I don't know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Said you're somewhere. Fuck. Somewhere there's a dark, dark filing cabinet in the back of my brain that's got, like, a chain on it and a do not open. Yeah. I I didn't expect a Buddies movie to be so pro-conspiracy theory. I think that's that's the thing that surprised me most about this film. I love that they solve that problem so fucking fast. Oh, I went on conspiracy websites and there's an invisible uh, space station. And it's right there. Let's talk to him right now. Yuri, get on the line. <laughs> and he's just there. So good. Uh, that's this episode, though. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for checking out our Patreon and supporting the podcast. Uh, you can catch us on co-host as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, oh, God. It's not even called Twitter anymore. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're going to get off Twitter as soon as we can. Um, we'll, we'll go to Blue Sky or something soon. You can email we'll us stay on co-host at uh, roughcutscast at gmail.com. And actually, we got an email recently. Say that. We should do an email that. section. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You go You go ahead. You take it. I think it's Tony Giglio. Is that how you pronounce it? It is. Yep. Yeah. The director yeah. of Soccer Dog, the movie. Yeah, uh, we found another director that mentioned us, which is great. Another director found us. Uh he says, hey guys, I directed Soccer Dog the movie. A friend turned me on to your podcast about my first feature film, Soccer Dog. I love to review podcasts about it. Thanks for the trip down memory lane. I left a comment on YouTube. Uh, of which... Yeah, and I have the YouTube comment here, which is, uh, this is an awesome listen and trip down memory lane. Thanks, guys. Oh, and the greaser kid wasn't a greaser. We were playing him as a young Vince Vaughn from Swingers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. That's great. But great and thorough breakdown of the film. And Ari, the ref, there's an end credit scene with just the ref for like 20 to 30 seconds of him just doing his thing. I thought that we mentioned that, but we might have edited that out. There was There's a lot to talk about in most mm-hmm. of these. One of my truly favorite scenes I've ever filmed, the inspiration for the film was, what would the Coen brothers do if they had to make a film about Soccer Dog the movie? The main influence of the tone of the film was The Simpsons and Raising Arizona. Hell yeah. I made this film when I was 27, my first feature. We had maybe (laughs) $500,000 to make the film, which we shot in Southern California during winter of El Nino with kids and dogs. I still have no idea how we did it. I'm most proud of the moments you liked the most. Can't argue with any of the critiques. The dog catcher storyline, along with the insanity of the town and the soccer match, its characters are definitely the best parts. Thanks again. And yeah, I'm. That's awesome. I'm glad we got a director slash like producers and stuff that actually watched uh, our podcast or listened to our podcast, and it was a movie that we didn't hate this time. That's <laughs> like, true. Quickly. True. This this is a director that has some amount of cognizance about what they built whereas quigley quigley likes us and named us their official podcast but they definitely never listen to it because we do not like quigley they have no idea i I don't know i'm clueless i'm excited for quigley too 
I'm, I am excited for Quigley 2. I, I have literally no idea what to expect from Quigley 2. I, I can say thing. that every single time to them. Every time they're like, are you excited for Quigley 2? You can just say, hell yeah, I'm excited for Quigley 2. And they have no idea why, and you don't ever need to explain it. Tony Gig- Gid- uh, Giglio, or Giglio, or I think however it's Giglio, you say his last yeah. Giglio. I'm, I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. I We did like Soccer Dog, and I think that... Uh, like for how low budget and everything it was, it was a really well done movie. Like it was a lot of fun to watch. So I I think that one is really cool that we got somebody that we liked to call. I'm always worried when it's like, oh no, a director found I, us. We're like, oh, it was for Soccer Dog, a movie that we liked. I mean, we talked a bit to the Dogman director, and that was a great time too. So, and we got Did shirts. We? I got shirts. I talked to him. <laughs> Oh, oh, is great. You talked to him because of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got shirts directly from the Dogman director. Yeah. We did. Thank you it's for doing stuff. that. It's good stuff. Uh, but, yeah, a great time. Always love to hear from folks, especially folks that made the mm-hmm, films mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Uh, a lot of the films that we show on this podcast are things literally nobody has taken the time to look at <laughs> that you can think no, of. No, yeah. So, and I'm really glad, like, him talking about things, just giving us a little bit of mm-hmm. information about, like, trying to play the what we thought was a greaser as Vince Vaughn from Swingers is, a, like, really good It's great. <laughs> little thing to know. And also knowing, like, that they specifically were trying to hit Raising Arizona in tone. Because, honestly, I can totally <laughs> see that for that movie. It, I can, I get that feeling. I understand what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and if you have feedback, go ahead and email us, of course, mm-hmm. uh, or fan art or whatever. Uh, or... Yeah, if you directed any of the Air Buddies movies, uh, contact us <laughs> and then fire yourself directly into the sun. Yeah, if you have anti-fan art, we'll take that too. <laughs> just just no lawsuits, please. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for this episode. I think we're done. That's it. Uh, if you, if you need to catch more of us, we'll be releasing a <laughs> a pee bag scratch uh, <laughs> spinning game for Twister at Spencer's. Oh yes. God! Please no! We're not doing Pister. Okay, listen. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. We're not patenting Pister. The rough cuts official Pister board. No. <laughs> Oh, is that Queen Elizabeth? God save the Queen. I remember her from the Peppa Pig game. (laughs) Rest in peace. (laughs) She slipped in a puddle and died. (laughs) For shizzle, dog.